Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. It is not a multiple choice. We're reading from Ephesians 4 and verse 32, which says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I approach today's message with a well-needed heightened sensitivity. This is an issue that has been debated from the court of public opinion right up to the highest court of the land and still there is no binding doctrine or legislation that has made it any less controversial than it has been since the beginning of times. I am talking about forgiveness. You knew that that was what was on my heart and yes, we are going to talk about it in seeking to develop an even greater understanding of this major issue that has led to divisions among all people groups and practically every area of life that there is human endeavor. To set the stage for this round, let me share the basics of a story that I read earlier today. A single parent lost her teenage son who was killed by another teen. The killer has been charged with murder. Years have passed since a horrific crime that took the life of her son, and now that mother, who mourns the fact that she will never see her son again, nor will he experience the major life's milestones that he would have gone through had he not died, she has to live with the pain of losing her son to a senseless, violent act by another kid. She confesses that she has forgiven the killer. She admits that the pain does not go away, but she has made a choice to forgive the young man who is still here, but who brutally ended the life of her son. I have the deepest respect for such a mother who has done what the text says, who has done the right thing. From very early in the history of the Jewish people, God taught them to forgive others who did them wrong. Leviticus 19 verse 21 says, You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. To seek revenge is to act in unforgiveness through doing the eye for an eye street justice as if it soothes your pain. It makes you get equal with the offender, but short of that, it does nothing else. Revenge makes you equal with the person, not just in act, but in character. You are no better than the one who did you wrong. Rather, God taught his favorite people from early in the life as a nation, rise above getting even. Instead, get it right. Love your neighbor, including the one who has done you wrong. I will be the first to admit that that can be painful in some circumstances more than others. Some offenses are so huge, so painful to deal with, that it is inhumane to even conceive of forgiving the person who did you wrong. In some countries, people are mobbed and brutally murdered if they do some things like sexually assault a young child or steal another man's farm's animals. God says, do not go that route. Forgive. For some people, they are willing to scoff at some instances that do not deserve forgiveness. Some say God does not understand human experiences, and so it is easy for God to say, forgive your enemies. But God does understand what you experience when someone hurts you or offends you. He does, and still he says, forgive. Jesus took a particular position. 
He says, be kind and compassionate to others. Forgive them in the same manner you accepted forgiveness from Jesus in the midst of your being away from him. He demands us to get past the pain of the offense and be the better person and forgive. Jesus knew you were going to come up with a bag of what-ifs, and he is consistent. He says you must forgive. To forgive is to decide to do the right thing. Jesus said you should come from a place of compassion and kindness. Translate that to mean that you should forgive the person who wronged you, not grudgingly and unfeeling, and rather with kindness. If that person is in need and you can, please help him get something to eat. That is love with kindness and compassion. There's another story in my head. A man was shot and killed, leaving behind several adult children who loved him dearly and who wanted this killer to be executed. Rather, he got life sentence with the possibility of being released earlier. But I want what I want to tell you is that one of the daughters of the deceased man could not be at peace and she prayed over this issue many times. The struggle was that she was haunted with the thought of forgiving the man who killed her daughter. Eventually, she forgave him and was so sincere that she wrote to the convict who killed her father and over time developed a strong friendship. Her siblings were dissatisfied that she would even forgive this man who killed their father, let alone becoming friends with him. I'm telling you it is hard, much harder than you can imagine until you're faced with a similar situation. Why does Jesus insist that we forgive? He is inviting humans to do to each other that which we so desperately want want God to do for us. Forgive us of our sins. Jesus taught that if we cannot forgive, regardless of the magnitude and the effect of the offense, then our Heavenly Father will not be forgiving us. We need forgiveness and we pursue it. Likewise, Jesus says we should forgive the person who has offended for as many times as he offends. You cannot forgive and then remind the offender that you should, should you slip again, I am going to seek revenge. That is wrong by Jesus' standard. To forgive is to love. To forgive and forget, that is love. Forgetting doesn't mean that you are going to never ever remember the offense. Forgetting in this context means that there is no condition to the forgiveness. You don't get permission by God to threaten the offender the next time. Forgive and go on to live your life the Bible way. Forgiveness is not a multiple choice. It is simply the right way to do things.